Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. It's Christmas! <laughs> Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Uh, you're feeling festive, I'm assuming, now? Well, it's because we saw Muppets Christmas Carol together last night. It's not called Muppets Christmas Carol. It's called The Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas Carol. It's the Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets do Christmas. That's the one. Muppets take Carol <laughs> on a beach holiday to say, Treasure Island. Poor old Carol. Mm. Um, yeah, we went to go see Muppet Christmas Carol last night at the Prince Charles Cinema, uh, our favourite cinema in London, at least it's mine anyway, uh, for a festive sing-along screening where they put the words up on screen so you can join in with all the singing fun. It's my, uh, I think it's my fourth year in a row going to the uh, the sing-along because it's usually around my birthday, so sometimes I might go for my birthday. It's like a little birthday treat. Um, but I bloody love it. It's it's It might be my favourite Christmas movie. Oh, that's a, that's I know, a yeah, it's, big It's a big claim. call because you've got like It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone, Elf mm-hmm. is you know really high up on that list. Die Hard. I don't classify it as a Christmas weapon. movie. Neither that one. Um, so Harry yeah. Potter, <laughs> Ghostbusters two. So there's like you know there's loads of films that you could put up on that list, but it's very very high up on there. And I do enjoy the sing along aspect of it. The fact that you have now seen this four years in a row at the cinema that makes sense because. Not only did you know everything that was going to happen, I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Um, I was told there would be loads of people there in our group. Um, it just ended up being me, my lady partner, and Luke. Yeah, so usually my friends and I get together and we go down, but I'd, it was my fault because I'd arranged it late this year because it's been quite a busy time here in the office. So I just fell behind on getting it arranged. And by the time I did manage to get it arranged, few people said they were going to come down and then eventually just sort of pulled out. So it ended up just being, yeah, it ended up being a third wheel. I did say you can guys go sit alone. Like, you guys go sit and I'll just sit on my own over here and that's fine. Um, but yeah, you said that it was, I could sit with you. At one point, my lady partner went to the toilet. As she is wont to do at least four or five times within a 90-minute movie. And I thought, shall I put my arm around Luke <laughs> as a joke? But then I suddenly thought, like, oh, my God, like, the climate these days. What if you did, like, be like, oh, that made me feel uncomfortable. And I'm, like, there's a, I don't think there is, but I, you know, I am, I'm your boss. And then it's just weird then, isn't say, it? You're not only my boss, you're also my HR department if I've got yeah, any complaints. I judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> I should abuse this more. <laughs> But it was a great, great screening. Um, so answer the questions that we get, did get on Twitter. Yes, they did show the missing song that's only in the VHS release. They show it prior to the the, the screening, so you can get and kind of get your your vocals warmed up. It's not really my favourite song. I'm I'm quite glad that it's cut. Although the reprisal makes more sense at the end when you do have that song in there, because that song's called "When Love Is Gone," and then the end you've got "When Love Is Found." So it kind of makes sense that way. Luke warned us before it started. He said just. Um, when I came to see this last year, it was the, it was a couple of years ago. It was when I went for my birthday with my then girlfriend, now wife. Yeah, you you said that your lady partner was taken aback 
by the fact like she knew you would sing she just didn't know you would sing in the voices of the Muppets. Well, that's kind of the fun aspect of going to Muppet Christmas Carol uh, sing-along, is that you get to do the voices as well. Mm. It's just more fun that way. And I thought, I wonder how, how much this is going to be then. And you, t- you do. <laughs> you do. You, it's like uh, it, it's like you're going crazy. <laughs> it was very nice. Yeah. It was a very festive atmosphere. And we've also got to give a bit of a shout-out to uh, Chet Howell. Chet Howell. Who, what is he? Like a secret agent. Well, he sounds like come one, carpenter. He? Uh, so Chet, Chet but I, I believe Howell. wow, Chet Howell DeHart, I think is his full name. Are you kidding me? Nope, I, I am not. DeHart. Yeah. Chet Howell DeHart. Mm. That's a hell of a name. You should make sure you you pursue a career in something you know that is that has international in the name. C H D H. Yeah. Wow. So uh, he, so the Prince Charles downstairs for screen one, they have a big blackboard, a big chalkboard, and people can write up suggestions of uh, future film, uh, future films that they want shown there, or like you know marathons or anything like that. And he sent us a picture of the request, <coughs> excuse me, that he put up, which is Wrestle Along Part Two. Ah, yeah, I saw that. That was really nice, um, but I thought it said please mm, Wrestle Along Please because the Part Two looks like. Plus PLZ. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, oh, that's an old one. Because we've already done that. Or P plus two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, what he meant was part two. So he's uh, put up there for another wrestle along screen oh, with the Prince Charles. So thank you very much for, for leaving that up there for us. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself, uh, though. Slightly concerned that, especially because it was the three of us, you might think it was weird. Um, and you said, and I didn't know that you hadn't that seen ship it. That sailed long ago. And I didn't know you hadn't seen it since you were a kid, so you might not remember all the songs or anything like that. Because I, I do know the songs. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like overall great movie because what a performance by Michael Caine. Oh, wasn't it great? That guy just does it so straight. I think he does one, one gag in the entire film, and it's where he points at another gravestone hoping that it isn't his gravestone yeah spoilers and it's a <laughs> spoiling a 19th century novel <laughs> and I did think it was very brave of Charles Dickens to try and adapt the Muppets mm. <laughs> but then everyone else is like you know Muppeted up to the nines and he's there doing this really Shakespearean performance I just it, what? how brave mm-hmm. like it takes a lot of balls and acting talent to do that against Muppets <laughs> I thought it was tremendous. Would you like a Rusev Hay? Sure. Um, let's have this one from... Um, Great Let's stalling. have this one from... That's far too long. Let's have this one from... Uh, Lee Jack Half Ryan. Of this podcast is you going from... Well, it's because I thought I'd found one and then it was one I wasn't going to read. Uh, I might read later on. Uh, this is from Lee Jack Ryan. Hi, guys. My name is Lee Ryan and I live in Watford, but I moved here from Tipperary in Ireland three years ago. I had people talk about their past experiences uh, meeting wrestlers, so I thought I, uh, I would do one. Why not I do one? It's a long way to where he lives it certainly is right uh, here. I went to my first ever wrestling show which was TNA in Dublin when I was 11 wow. I went and bought an MCMG t-shirt that's Motor City Machine Guns and went to sit down as I sat down a woman went to get a seat beside me and it was Dixie Carter she was such a nice person and surprisingly didn't care that she was sitting beside all these fans she also got me to meet Jeff Hardy I can clearly remember the main event of Jeff Hardy versus Mr. Kennedy I think you'll find it was Mr. Anderson for Jeff's version of the TNA titles not that, not that clearly remembered. Uh, I really got really angry when they invited another kid in the ring to hold the belt. I hope you guys read this and just want to let you guys that I really look up to you two and love everything you do. I hope you guys have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Well, thank you very much, Lee Ryan. That is a wonderful email. That's a terrible mistake, though. You should find better people to look up to. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah there are so, so much. flattering. Yes, yeah, so many better role models mm. out there as opposed to you and I. Um, so we've also got to say a bit of a thank you to uh, Dan, Pledgehammer Dan, uh, the mayor of Painesville, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, because he has sent us a care package 
Um, it's been received. It has been received. We and he's given us specific instructions to open it up on the Christmas show. So it's um, going to be a boozy show. That is, it's going to be We've a very. We've already got a show. lot of German beer to drink. And another shout out to Josh, who has also said that he is going to send over a care package <laughs> as well. So we are going to be very stocked up in the the, the run up to Christmas. Um, I, I just feel like I mean maybe people just want to send stuff across for the Christmas show. I mean, we just like little presents or anything like that. Yeah, well, I, I imagine no, don't, don't, got... don't spend a lot. Like you know, if it's if it's doofy stuff that you want to get like, you want to get rid of around your house. So our Christmas show is if you if you weren't a fan last year is where we just get drunk and rarely talk about wrestling and and give each other presents and yeah just uh, we do a quiz mm-hmm. and then we put that up on Christmas Day. Yes, that's our that's our thing. Of course, we film it in advance. It's kind of one of the last things we do. It's the precursor to our actual Christmas party. Yeah, and then we'll just go out and keep drinking and then be hungover on the last Friday. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be fun. When I've got to edit all of those rest rambles. Yes, well, we'll try and get ahead on them, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, yeah, that's what it's going to be. So if you can, if you want to send in presents, we're doing Secret Santa this year on air. Yeah, so I don't know how Datsun's going to factor into this because we've only got three mics. Well, I guess he's just going to sit off camera and watch us have fun because mm. he doesn't drink anyway, so he doesn't need to join in the frivolities. We can set him up with some smarties. Yeah, he likes Ribena. And Oprah go, judging by all the rubbish on his desk. Oh well, yeah. You say Ribena, Pepsi Max, mate. Can't mm. stop him from drinking it. Um, but I, the other question I was going to ask is that last year when it was just me and thee, we bought presents for each other. Are we not doing that this year? Well, I thought not because. Fakador will be here. But I was going to buy him something as well. Because I've been planning like what I was going to get you for like, the Christmas <laughs> present like all year long. So last year we had £30 uh, limits. Yeah. And we got like three presents each. That's right, yeah. Um, Some of which we, uh, I mean, Big yeah, Apple Takedown we've been using for the uh, the Patreon podcast. That'll also be, if you are a pod swafter, that'll be your Christmas bonus this year. will be uh, excerpts from Big Apple Takedown. I feel like if you get everyone a present, it will lessen the impact of... Of people sending us presents. That and the Secret Santa. Mm. Because then Secret Santa kind of becomes void. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea for your Christmas present. still get well. me a present. I'm not going to stop you getting presents. <laughs> I may still do. Uh, but that is all we've got time for in this intro portion of the show. We'll be back after the show itself for some more of your emails and correspondence. We're going to be talking about Asuka's great run of form this last couple of weeks on SmackDown leading into TLC this Sunday. Here's the show. So... This weekend, on Sunday, it's Asuka versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte in what has become, I think, it's taken a whole year, but WWE have properly booked a really, really engaging, on the level of how they treat the men's feuds, women's match. This this should be the main event of the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, there is nothing else on that card, with the exception of, say, Seth and Dean, that I think is warranted of the main event slot than, than this match. Well, the Mixed Match Challenge finals decide the Royal Rumble num- number 30 entrant. Can you imagine that when we start, when WWE started Mixed Match Challenge three months ago, that our finalists, the whole tournament was built so it would end up being Jinder Mahal and Alicia versus R-Truth and Carmella mm. with the winners getting that number 30 rumble spot you know, all of those massive stars they had in that tournament and then all the injuries and whatnot. yeah but a that's com- not what we're here to talk a about complete waste of time we'll do that on a mixed match challenge episode of the Wrestle <laughs> Ramble well I suppose we'll talk we'll about never it never do we'll talk about it in the predictions I guess yeah uh, but yeah this was uh, Smackdown's go home episode the last real bit of WWE TV I guess you've got 205 live as and well and match challenge that happened, yeah, I guess chronologically, nitpicker. <laughs> you had Raw on Monday, which you know was a pretty solid go-home show, I thought. No big cliffhanger angles. But here we had Charlotte versus Asuka as a WrestleMania rematch. They did such a good job of building this up as a big-time main event for this show. And it really felt like a big-time main event mm. for the show as well. And I think that for that, it really, really delivered. So I, I, I thought, it, hands down, it was easily the best thing on this show. In what I thought was... Like Raw, a very solid go-home show. Um, I've had a, quite a few tweets in this morning saying, like, man, if you don't give this show a smackdown, I'm going to sue you or something really? along those lines. And I'm like... That's not how legal works. Well, I was going to say, you better call your lawyers, mate, because uh, yeah. it's, it's not getting a smackdown rating. Solid show, but certainly no, not certainly not a smackdown show. We'll make our, our closing arguments at the end to stay in the legal theme. But 
this Charlotte versus Asuka match, at the end, it, uh, it was a really good match. Yeah, really um, good. Becky was out for commentary. I really no, liked... no, she wasn't out for commentary. She's just there to ah, sit just and for watch. Ringside. Yeah. Um, I, like, Asuka had just a direct-to-camera promo earlier on in the night, which was good. Um, it was just like normal Asuka stuff. She did a bit of Japanese at the end. And then Charlotte, I thought, cut a really nicely presented promo right before the match. Like, Kayla, was it Kayla? I think it was one Kayla. of them. It was one of them. Yeah. Interviewed Charlotte as she's in gorilla, which all looks all of the gorilla positions look the same. Well, yeah, because they take the same gorilla position and just move it to the mm. various different locations they're in. I just thought, wow, American stadium backgrounds are homogenous. <laughs> and they all bloody love WWE because that's yeah. where they've got pictures on there, like Andre the Giant and whatnot. But uh, yeah, Charlotte like cuts a really solid promo about breaking streaks and whatnot, and then she goes out for the match, and it felt. It felt like a big-time boxing. I like that, because they do yeah. it in NXT all the time. If it's like the main event of the show, often they'll do like an interview just before people go out through the curtain. And I really like that. It's like, you, what are your final words just before mm. we go out and have this match? I think it's a really nice presentation. Yeah, but the actual match, uh, Asuka was just killing it. I, like, I really like Charlotte, and Charlotte's a very good person for Asuka to work with. But like as the title of this video implies... I thought Asuka was incredible in this match. She has had a really good few weeks. Since yeah. like being inserted into this triple threat match for at TLC, I think she's had a really, really strong couple of weeks. Just like she feels... She kind of feels special again. Because they have done... They have tried the hardest to kill Asuka off in mm. 2018. But she has come back almost stronger than ever because of that. And I think she's had a really good couple of weeks. I thought she was awesome in this match when she was making her comeback. Because Charlotte spent the whole match working her over, more or less. Like it was back oh, and, I disagree. Well, no, well, well, I back, think it was quite evenly matched. I was just about to correct myself. It was back and forth. And then Charlotte was working her over and targeting the, the, the legs. And then Asuka made her comeback. Mm -hmm. And I thought her comeback was wicked. She was throwing loads of kicks. She was doing that thing where you grab someone's head and then give them loads of small kicks into their head. That was really good. She did your favorite spot where you reverse the figure four, reverse the pressure. It's not... Sure, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those lies we all buy into as wrestling fans that that somehow transitions the the hold on to the other person. It's the same that when you throw someone against the rope, mm. they're going to bounce back. Yeah. Uh, but the, I, I really liked Asuka's submission game here. And I thought I felt this whole match was really based around submissions, which it should be, really. You've got the Asuka lock. You've got the disarm her. You've got the figure eight. Which is really going to play into a ladder match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and kendo sticks. Yeah, well, quite. <laughs> but they, I just I thought Asuka was so good. And I think it, Asuka, of course, learnt her trade, her craft in Japan. But uh, the Charlotte and Beckys have been brought up with that Sara Del Rey school, who's a you know very into their submissions, that's why a lot of the women's, a lot of the women's have better looking submissions than the guys these mm. days. Well, I don't know. Shane McMahon had a pretty great triangle on this show. He's the best in the world, though. <laughs> He's on another level. Oh well, yeah, can't quite go, can't quite compete with him. But yeah, I, I really liked Asuka's uh, stuff. She there was one brilliant bit where near the end, this was sort of the end bit where Asuka goes for a moonsault. She'd Charlotte went for a moonsault. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Charlotte went for a moonsault near the end, which she hadn't hit previously. Asuka gets the boot up. Charlotte sees this, stops, catches the boot on the way down, going to do her own submission, but Asuka gets that into a rear naked choke. Yeah, she rolls her up into a pinfall, and then from that transitions it oh. into the Asuka lock, and it was really cool, and then they, they spilled to the outside. I thought it was a wicked spot prior to that, when Charlotte went for the spear, mm. and Asuka countered it into like a code breaker. I thought that was a really, really nice spot. Some really, I thought it was some really, really good action in this. And we should also, I mean, I don't know if I want to compliment or just be in awe of that Asuka German suplex oh, onto Charlotte's crikey, head. right at the start. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a hot way to start. It really was. That literally is my notes. Like, well, this has started off hot. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't like Nakamura exploder suplexing Cena dangerous. Or Brock Lesnar mm. and Daniel Bryan. But it was, you know, that was... You, you coming down pretty vertically there, Charlotte. Yeah, she really was. And then they sort of... They fall to the outside. And then Charlotte, like the baby face that she is that Ollie Davis has been talking about tweener. for the last couple of weeks, grabs a kendo stick, realises that she's lost the match and just starts waffling her with the kendo stick. Just, no. just like a baby face would. No, it's classic babyface tactics <laughs> I'm going to take all my competitors out ahead of the big title match this I, Sunday I know I've got this match lost just like she had the match lost at Survivor Series and that's why she took out Ronda Rousey with the kendo stick Charlotte Ricky Steamboat <laughs> one and the same in terms they of just really straight legs blue eyed baby faces oh, Sting used to do this all the time yeah, when he yeah. was just that surfer blue eyed baby face 
Um, but that's what happens. Charlotte attacks Asuka with a kendo stick, which jars somewhat with the TLC theme. Like, I w- you had all these ladder- ladders yeah, around know, the ring. Right. Like, you get a kendo stick? Yeah. Someone posted on Reddit as well, like, who's the person who's into kendo? And I never really thought about this. Mm. Apparently kendo's quite a niche martial art. I just thought... I just assumed a stick was from the place of Kendo. I think they just... Well, because it used to be a Singapore cane, didn't it? And yeah. they just renamed it. But I think they just... It, it's just become a staple of wrestling, mm. really, isn't it? It's just... It is a wrestling weapon. Was it a Steve Blackman thing? No. Did he call it Kendo sticks? No, he had, like, the little tiny sticks, didn't he? His little drumming sticks. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, Charlotte uses the, the Kendo stick, which is there from the Survivor Series Ronda Rousey match. So it's thematically consistent, and she beats up Asuka, Becky, awesomely. Just like, huh, okay, see you later. I'm off. Doesn't run away, just walks off. Yeah, I'm done with this, mate. Yeah, and Charlotte attacks her, and Becky takes a few bumps. Like a baby face. Like a total baby face. And Becky took a few bumps here, at least, which gives us hope that she is super cleared. I think she's definitely working Mm. Sunday. She's definitely there for Sunday. And... Then Becky came back on Charlotte. She got the kendo stick. She was hitting everyone like a total baby face. And then Asuka got the the kendo stick at the end and beat them both up with possibly the worst camera work of the year. Oh, my God. My note here is just like, this would be so much better if it wasn't directed by Kevin Dunn. It It was so difficult to watch. So Asuka's on the announce table. Becky's draped, I think, on the announcer's table. Charlotte's on the floor. Asuka's got the kendo stick. Hits Charlotte. Hits Becky. Hits Charlotte. Hits Becky. Over and over again, really quick. Great spot. I wish I could have seen it. Because Kevin Dunn is zooming in, zooming out, zooming in, zooming out on every strike. It was horrendous. Oh, my God. It was, it was, it, I don't suffer from motion sickness, but it was, it was awful to watch. I fell over. And <laughs> I was sitting down when I watched that. <laughs> it, was, it was gross. Yeah, but Asuka stands tall on the go-home show. Poses like the Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the Sandman. No, I'm the best Sandman. Sandwoman. Sand. <laughs> Sand. Sand person. Well, Becky is the man. Yeah. She's now also the Sandman. Yeah, I was going to say, Asuka is now the Sandman. Yeah, that's my only criticism. I just think, like, seeing these three there, unlike. It's weird how Raw did a better job building up the TLC concept for a match that they don't have a TLC... Well, I guess Baron's in the TLC match. Yes, but our theory is that that's not happening. Mm. Whereas, just the visual at the end here, I I thought this was just going to be a a three-way. When I think you should have had, you know, Asuka just standing on top of a ladder after beating them both down with a chair would have been better. Yeah. So, to the question of should Mm. Asuka win at TLC... um, I'll be honest, at this point, I'm so invested in these three that I think I could probably be happy with either of either three of them winning. Probably Charlotte at the bottom. Yes. I'd, I'd rather Becky retain or Asuka win. I would probably make the argument that Asuka is probably like 0-12 in championship matches in 2018 or whatever it is. So probably another loss doesn't exactly do her a lot of favours. Um, but do we want to be taking the title off Becky? However, the other argument is surely or... I shouldn't say surely. Do we want to be moving Becky away from the SmackDown Championship and start putting her on that path towards Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania and after the Raw Women's Championship? Totally, yeah. And the way you can do that is have Becky storm through that rumble and then challenge Ronda at the end exactly. of it for Mania. Yeah, Becky in the rumble, just that, that to me just seems like it's the best thing ever. It's just, you look at these three, Asuka, Charlotte and Becky. Becky is over and will be... For a few months, you could just stop doing everything with Becky. She'll still be over for three months, I think. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte is Charlotte. She's just always going to be there. She's fine. Yep. She's a flair. Whereas Asuka, despite that unbeaten start, which never really caught fire in the way it should have done. Yeah, they somehow managed to just mm. not really... They, they didn't know... Basically, they got brought up to the main roster and just didn't know what to do. So they were like, well, they'll have to do squash matches. No, we've done that now. Uh, have a beat all of the Raw roster. Oh, God, we've done that now. Um, lose? Give it, give face someone on SmackDown? Yeah, yeah now lose. Yeah, 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 we'll lose. And then you can lose to Carmella five times in a row or whatever it was. Yeah, so I, I think hated out, that summertime. I think out of the three, Asuka winning the title has by far the most upside. Look, Just looking long term. And then... Becky, like, especially if Asuka pins Charlotte. 
Mm-hmm. That's the way this should go, do, I can't think. can't do pinning, it's a ladder match. Oh, of course. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I keep forgetting, because I thought it was a kendo stick match. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Asuka TLC climbs to the K. top. Yeah, and Becky, maybe Becky and Charlotte cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some horse women interference. But like, well, ha- Ronnie's going to be on the show. Mm. Asuka having the title gives Becky something to do on her own brand. Elevates Asuka. Doesn't harm Becky, I don't think, in the slightest. Nope. And you can you, it it creates a lot more feud opportunities. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. SmackDown opened with uh, some really good video packages, I thought recapping what's been going on recently and just profiling these two things that are happening tonight, which is the Charlotte and Asuka match we've already talked about, and Daniel Bryan versus Mustafa Ali. So, that was yeah. the first I'd heard of it. Okay, so you and I, we were at the Prince Charles Cinema last mm. night for the Muppet Christmas Carol sing-along. Great time. Great time we had. So this, I saw this when I got home. Um, I was trying to madly avoid, because it turns out the Apprentice semi-finals were on last night. Oh, did you not see this? No. Yeah, no. The, so the final is tonight. The semi-finals were on last night. The interviews. What? I know, right? I found that out when I was on the tube because I went on to Twitter and it was like, happening live now. The Apprentice was like, oh, God, oh, get away, get away, get away. Um, but yeah, then I, I also happened to see that WWE had announced that there was going to be a first time ever meeting between Daniel Bryan and 205 Live's Mustafa Ali. So here's me. And I think I'm not alone in this because based on the like stuff that people, say, uh, people have been saying on Twitter, everyone was like, God, this is going to be great. What a real! This would be a really good opportunity to show off Mustafa Ali. A really good time to show off 205 Live. Really, hopefully, put some like put some credibility behind that name. Put some credibility behind the division, and these two will just have an absolutely stonking match. I don't really think that's what we got, though. Mm. Well, I would argue that that is, and I'm I'm definitely guilty of this myself. I think when WWE announce some things, sometimes or they do certain storylines we as very passionate fans for wrestling we just sit back and go oh they can go this way they can go that way so when you hear this kind of match you i think you can confu- and i like i said i do it as well i think it's easy to confuse what i want to happen with what i think sh- like what i need to happen and really like on paper i've got zero problem with this because daniel bryan is defending his title on sunday mm-hmm. i thought he made Mustafa Ali look excellent. They he gave him a bit of offense. He got the upper hand before the break. But then yeah, ultimately Brian should beat him because he's the yep. WWE champion. 100%. And who's Mustafa Ali? I know I know that <laughs> I know who Mustafa Ali is. 
but the larger audience, you, you want to get them to buy TLC this weekend or buy, you know, subscribe to the network. And if one of the featured matches, the guy in that defending his title, is kind of on the ropes to a guy you've just seen, yeah, that helps Mustafa Ali a lot. But that, like, right now, Brian should be the focus. Okay, but we've never said this about AJ when he was facing Andrade Cien Almas, and Almas was getting the better of AJ, and they two had a really good match which put over Almas in defeat. That wasn't the go-home show. But still, it was a show that where Daniel uh, AJ Styles was going to be defending the WWE Championship at some point. Mm. Like, I still think the same point stands. I just think, for me, this would have been a great opportunity. Because I think this is the best way to use the, the Cruiserweights. Actually get them on the shows. It doesn't, yes. They don't have to just be on Raw. Get them on Raw. Get them on SmackDown. Use them on NXT. Just have them all over the place. And put on really, really great matches where they can show off what they can do. Because they have got an awesome, awesome division. Mm. And like... Uh, Mustafa Ali tweeted out an image that when he got back into Gorilla, what he saw was like the other stars of 205 Live watching the monitor. Bless him. And being like, maybe this is our chance. This is our time that we're now going to be used on TV a little bit more. I just think maybe it's just me, but I thought this might have been a slight wasted opportunity into not showcase Mustafa Ali more than just being here to... Because otherwise, if you're just going to have <coughs> Daniel Bryan dominate and win, then don't have it be, let's have it be any old random jobber. Well, I'd let's okay. Let's go through what happened because I wouldn't say he was dominated, and I think he did look really good coming out of this. And I think Mustafa Ali is now in everyone's consciousness, consciousnesses, minds. And next week or the week after is when he can really test Jeff Hardy. You do realize he's never coming back to SmackDown. Like yes, that. I yeah, know. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, so Daniel Bryan comes out and he just cuts an excellent oh God, he's promo. So good, really good. He says. Last week I called you people sheep. And I'm out here to apologise. To the sheep? Because <laughs> that was unfair. You're more like parasites. Yeah. I just, he was brilliant. Just it, his delivery. He had this amazing line where he's like, in parasites you just move on to the next thing. Mm. And at the moment you are parasites that are lurching on the, on the sofa. Lurking. In, lurking. No, it's not quite Lance Sullivan lurking. You are uh, leeching onto the sofa into the house that AJ Styles built. It's Love that. Line. That's great. But uh, as he's talking, he's interrupted by Mustafa Ali. And, of course, we know they're going to face each other from the very well-set-up video package at the start of the show. And Ali gets in the ring, and he says, I'm Mustafa Ali. And Brian cuts him off and says, I know who you are. I know you're, like, you're the heart of 205 Live. You're an incredible wrestler. But we shouldn't put on a match for these, these people. These people don't deserve to see this match. Yeah, and... What I really liked about this is this is a classic heel move, mm -hmm. but usually it's done in a cowardly way. Yeah, like no, no, no I know. I mean, these people that you you know be a be a nasty guy with me, and you get out of it that way because you don't want to wrestle. I don't feel like that was Brian's motivation. He genuinely believed <laughs> the fans didn't want. He's happy to wrestle Ali. Yeah, but he he's going to win. The fans don't. Don't deserve it because you're all fickle. Mm. You're all fickle, and you do not deserve to have this match. But I love this because, like, Mustafa Ali then sort of turned around. He was like, "What happened, man? Me and the other two hundred five live boys in the back. We used to look up to you because you were the underdog in a land of giants. Yada yada yada. All this that, and the other. And Brian, and I, I, this is a, a brilliant character trait. If he's getting an argument that suddenly realizes that he's on the wrong side of, he'll just change the he'll just change the conversation to one where he can be on the right yeah. side of it. It's just like, uh, let me ask, what car do you drive? Such a douchebag <laughs> question. Uh, so good. And, and Mustafa Ali says, you know, well, I drive an SUV. And Brian goes, like, really? Well, but you're a small man. Why do you need such a big car? And Ali, you know, says, well, I've got a family. I you know, drive them. And as he's answering, Brian interrupts him with a slap. slap across the face. And then just starts calling Fickle. him ignorance. Yeah. Ignorance. Just uh, slapping across the face. Like, what an ignorant answer that is. Slapping him saying ignorant. I loved this. And Ali fires back with a hurricane runner and a drop kick to the outside. And he does a big old dive to the outside. Good, good start. But, then it goes to break. And yeah, I was going to say, we go to, go to ad break. And then we got another ad break shortly into the match as well. A short, like, the biggest spot in this match was during an ad break, mm. which is when Ali did the, the, like, the Spanish fly off the top. Like, why would you do that in the commercial break? Like, I hate the fact that SmackDown... Yeah. Mo there was only one match on the show that didn't have a commercial break in it, which was the 30-second Shane McMahon match that we got later. And it just it always breaks up flow. Mm. 
And I, I appreciate the irony of that because we have ad breaks in this show. But I try and find a point where we're not talking or we finish talking about a topic and then there's an ad break and we move on to the next thing. And it's just, it, it's really annoying then when you have like a big spot like that, the big spot that people might remember from this and it's in an ad break. Mm. I see what you, you're talking about. But then Ali was, was on top for a bit. Not very long, because it was overall like a very short match of TV time. Yeah. It was More like, of it happened in the break. It was about scenes. two minutes or like five, maybe three minutes worth of actual TV time. Yeah, Ali goes up to the top, goes for his brilliantly looking inverted 450. The 0-5-4. Uh, but Brian gets out the way, gets Ali's leg, heals it up, smashes the leg on the ring post, does a chop block just like he did to AJ Styles last week. Heel hook or knee bar, whatever it is. They call it the heel hook. Yep, and um, it taps. Ali taps to win. Yeah. I, I honestly, I thought Mustafa Ali looks great. I didn't I come out of that being like, like this is Daniel Bryan. He's a WWE champion. I get that, but you can make someone look good in defeat. Yeah, I think he did look good in defeat. I don't know, man. I, I, I disagree. I thought mm. that he looked like any old random jobber that could have been on this show that got no. a, got a tiny bit of offense. Hey, you know the jobber's got a tiny bit of offense on Shane McMahon. You wouldn't say that. I don't know their names. This the, was this. They're, whole... the, they're the Vegas boys. Yeah, but like Brian put over Ali is like you're an amazing wrestler. Like yeah, you say words, but you got to also show people. You show, don't tell. He did an inverted four fifty. He did a he move. He did a Spanish fly off the top. That was rope. in the commercial break. But we saw it. He did the senton over the top rope. I just, I don't. I think they could have done more to put him over in defeat. That's all I'm. That's all I'm. Mm. What I would say though is, I thought the finish was great. I thought the finish ruled, and I thought that Brian Brian should have absolutely won. Brian should have been the one that looked better in the match. And Brian dominating him on the outside and beating him up on the, the ramp, I thought was a really great way to finish off this segment. Yeah. I think have that that match where Ali actually has a really good showing, just beyond like a little highlight reel, really. And but you don't do that on the go home week. Mm-hmm. I sincerely believe that and I think WWE did the right thing here. Uh the commentators so, like I like this, it cut back to the commentators and they're saying, well, you know, this Sunday it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles at TLC. About to run down the TLC car. Yeah, and yeah, and they, but they get interrupted because Bryan attacks Ali on the ramp. Feels more really chaotic. I like that. It's a nice touch. Do you think that was improvised? No, I think that was always planned. I think they try and make things feel like they do this on SmackDown. Try and make things feel slightly more mm. chaotic and I sort d- of and stru- it's structured chaos. It's just curious that. I always notice this in Daniel Bryan's segments. Mm. Like, and I feel like Bryan, if anyone's just going to do what he wants for the benefit of his character, it's Bryan. Mm. Like last week where he, I think in my head, WWE want to close on Bryan on the table. That's their closing visual from last week. But he didn't. He ran in and started beating up AJ again. No, no, I, I think that this is all structured. Okay, I, th- I think so. Oh, anyway. we're disagreeing. We're disagreeing. Today. Yeah, and then they ran down the uh, TLC card where they announced the chairs match between Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio that we sort of theorised. Well, we theorised a couple of weeks ago when Randy was attacking him with a chair. So it's going to be TLCG then. Uh, yes, TLCG uh, K with the kendo stick as well. Tables, ladders, chairs, guitars, kendo, kendo sticks. sticks. Oh my! Oh my! Ah, now. This next thing. I was going to say, I'm going to pass this across to you because you were the one who was, you were very much in the, I've booked something better in my head already. I think this is going to be awesome based on what we saw last year. They announced last week there was going to be a rap battle between New Day, The Bar and The Usos. What we actually got was The New Day hosting a rap battle between The Bar and The Usos. And you loved the rap battle last year. I thought it was excellent. What did you make of this year's one? Uh, yeah, it, was, it, it didn't have any of the venom. I thought that Cesaro and Sheamus were going to be goofy and not do good rapping because, you know, that's, they're, not, they're not of the same... It's not their gimmick. Yeah, it's not their gimmick. Thank you for saving me there. And, You're uh, welcome. <laughs> and Sheamus and Cesaro, I thought they could at least... Because you can, you can say say a like a, an essentially a poem so you just have to cut a promo that rhymes and sure that can pass as a rap in this wwe rap battle i'm thinking louis theroux <laughs> when he does the rap battle it's one of my favorite mm. episodes like that you just need good scripted material so you what it was shame is going i'm louis theroux i'm louis theroux yeah. or just like have some stuff that has you know naomi's better than you or just the usual well that wwe go to when they script these kinds of things but they didn't they had Seamus and Cesaro 
doing a, just a vanilla ice yes, they acapella. Were, they were dressed up as Run DMC. Uh, Seamus had like the Scotty 2 hottie lid with the hole cut in the top so his, uh, her mohawk could stick mm. through. Uh, and then they did uh, Ice Ice Baby, but replaced it as Ice Ice Shamey. Um, hey, man, I laughed. I did laugh. I thought it was funny. I thought they were very funny in what they did. <coughs> I thought they looked funny. It made me laugh. Yeah, I, I, but fine, okay, you're gonna, you do that. But that's your opening bit. After that, the Usos should come back and do, you know, a really great thing, well, this touch what, on reality, yeah. and then the bar come back and actually do their their own good material. But that's not what happened at all. Well, I, I think I preferred it this way, slightly, where you had the, the bar kind of lowering themselves to their level, did something very goofy and try to make the people laugh. Then the Usos did their rap, which is actually the bit of the segment I didn't really like because I didn't think what they did was particularly great. Like last year, what you, so you touched upon there is they touched upon like real life things or like things that people used to really talk about. That or that's a bit taboo, saying things like that. Wasn't there even a reference to, to Paige's page sex tape? Last yeah. year, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and But they didn't do that. They just sort of said they made a reference to Matt Hardy, then said, oh, oh you were in uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie playing Rocksteady. Uh, and then you got your teeth knocked out by a post. And yeah. But what I then I liked about that was then the bar was just like, nah, I've had enough of this. And then just beat everyone up and stood tall. Yeah, I just, um, yeah, I was wrong. I thought, they, I thought they would try and do a similar level of realism, a sort of work shoot thing as the last rap battle. So are you saying that I was right? I I'm, d- I'm d- saying I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know if that necessarily means yeah. you win. It was not as good as last year's. Uh, then we got an Asuka video promo. She's going to win the title on Sunday, and she'll beat up Charlotte tonight. Yes. Most of the promos on this show are, I'm going to win the title on Sunday. Short and sweet. Short and sweet, what man. what you need. Absolutely. We don't need 15-minute Nia Jax semi-yelling in-ring promos. Talking to our hands. Yeah, just 30 seconds in there. Yep. Uh, then we got The Miz, speaking of in-ring promos. Uh, he's got the best in the world trophy in the ring, and he's begging Shane McMahon to come out, and uh, he does. And Miz pitches to him, "That's become a tag team." Yeah, yep, we're we're on this train again of like we're going to be a tag team together. We're going to be the best tag team in the world. I've arranged for us to have a match, and he calls mm. a referee down, and he sets up these two lads called the Vegas Boys because they were in Vegas for this show, and um, yeah, and then they they had this match, which was full of Shane McMahon potatoes a botched float over DDT and a horrendous triangle mm. and Shane yeah, they, won that, uh, I think the gimmick was that Miz had paid the referee or like duped the referee into coming out paid these jobbers no no he had he paid he said the, to the jobbers we were re- it gets revealed later on mm. like because Paige is backstage yelling at the referee saying like why did you go out for that match and he said oh Miz told me it was a sanctioned match and the Vegas boys come in sort of holding up their necks because they've been beaten up by Shane McMahon and they hand over their invoice saying Miz said we'd get paid $5,000 each for this match. Paige tore up the invoice and, and sent them on their way. Yeah, I just, yeah, Shane, so Shane's like, I don't really want to do this, but then when the jobbers attack him in the ring, or the enhancement talent, that's been nice, yeah. uh, attack him, that's when he just unloads and beats them in quick, quick order. It was, yeah, those punches were... <laughs> Just, um, I found it quite embarrassing. Yeah, there are a couple of um, shots on www.com, which is like Shane McMahon just literally punching these people in the mm. face. And it really, lo- it really felt like, my dad is the boss of this company. <laughs> I do what I want. I'm the best in the world. I just, yeah, but like, not even in a funny way. Where like, after a while, the best in the world thing was just funny. From we got trolled. Uh, I just I, I didn't like this at all, really. I'm so, I still I think the storyline sucks, man. Mm. I think this really really sucks. Barn Burner had a report yesterday, uh, so but so take with a huge pinch of salt that Miz and Shane will wrestle for the trophy at WrestleMania. Oh, I can completely believe Ooh. that. I thought that's where we were building to uh, something at WrestleMania anyway. Next up, we had Randy Orton come down to the ring and he sort of sized up a few chairs at ringside and picks one up. And he's like, "Ooh, this will make a fine weapon." I enjoy. I think he's very good at being this, like of hearing voices in his head. That's about. That's pretty much like all my notes were. Randy Orton came out from a promo. Good, great, lovely stuff. It's like it literally is the Alan Partridge shrug of just like, don't care, mate. Mm. I really could not care. 
But he, he was going to. He was building up his chairs match. There with are Ray. fun fact for you. There are almost as many pictures for this segment in the SmackDown archives than there were for the tag match that came afterwards. There were sixteen photos in this album on WWE.com. It's Randy Orton standing there saying words. What a specimen, though. Crikey! If you He's could the build, if you could build a wrestler from the ground up, and he, yeah, he, he sort of does the thing where he says look at this clip on the screen and it's him destroying Ray's neck in various ma- and in various segments you're like oh, okay so the chair because I forgot about all that really yeah 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 I was like why is it a chair match I was like, oh yeah because that's been, the whole build yeah he's been attacking him with chairs for the last three weeks uh, but Randy says when everyone else is thinking about TLC you'll only be thinking about the three most dangerous letters in WWE R K Ow. Yeah, because... He got attacked by a chair from Ray. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, then he ran away. Mm. Uh, cool. He got, got a uh, 619 as well. Uh, I don't think he actually hit the 619. I think not? he got set up for it. Okay. Uh, but then he didn't actually out. hit it, yeah. And then there was a Becky Lynch promo backstage. Just being awesome. Yep, being great. Uh, but then it came back and it was Ray Mysterio no, it and wasn't. Jeff Hardy. Wasn't it? No, you've written completely the wrong people here. It was Rusev and Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe, not Rey Mysterio and Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton and Samoa Joe, as you've written here. <laughs> you are totally your f- right. Your first note even says Nakamura comes out in a blue onesie. You are completely right. <laughs> I was confused about how that previous segment seemed to build up this match and Randy left. This, clearly this match had such, an impact, <laughs> had such an impact on you that the people involved in the finish weren't even mentioned in your I notes. Think, I think I just, <laughs> I must have written down, because I write down the segment titles first, and then I do my notes. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I assume it's going to be this now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Rusev coming out, though? Um, but yeah, Nakamura came out in a blue onesie. Yeah, in uh, his PJs. I thought he looked cool. I, and he started. He did a bit more of, of his old entrance. And I just thought, man, what an entrance that was! Yeah, I know. I miss miss I'm, good. Well, we said this when we did our patron review of um, uh, NXT Takeover Toronto. Mm. They're like, man, I miss that babyface Nakamura. Everyone singing along with the entrance theme. God, it was awesome. It's difficult because I really like that, but I I prefer heel Nakamura. Yeah. Well, if he gets conflicted. on TV, at the very least. Still, mm. I mean, I guess he's sort of got a storyline now. With Rusev. With Rusev, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that stretches back to Crown Jewel. It, it does, which is yeah. Just pointless. Uh, anyway, uh, ad break. Carmelo and R Truth came out to do a dance break. Yeah, the dance break gets shown on TV, but the, um, uh, the, ad, but the wrestling match, that has to be stopped for an ad break. It is only five seconds. Hey, man. I think there are, there are more. I would cut off a few promos of people saying, I will win on Sunday. Over the dance break, I, I get a kick out of the dance break. Yep. And just our truth afterwards, going proceed. Also, and they might be the number thirty entrance in the Royal Rumble, <laughs> so you got to put them over, haven't you? Anyway, uh, Rusev won. Um, I thought Rusev had a I really good, a really, really hot good. Tank. And Lana on the outside cheering him on looked really, really great. I'm a big, big fan of Rusev. Love Nakamura. Love Joe. Loved Hardy. Love the fact that these two feuds that aren't actually connected to TLC because. At the time of this recording, none of these four are on the TLC card, mm. but SmackDown just keeping those plates spinning, just keeping that pot boiling, ready for when we get past TLC and we can carry on these feuds on there. I think this was an excellent segment. Yeah, my um, well, yeah, it was good. It was just the star power in the ring as well. Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, <laughs> man. I, I I thought uh Joe and Nakamura would just like a great. Oh, Just man. a great visual. Former NXT yeah. foes. Now the best of friends because the they're both side. heels. Um, but I, the only thing I would have changed, I think, the finish was Rusev off this really good, angry, fiery hot tag. Don't look at my notes. I know I've written that wrong. <laughs> just, I'm just Let me finish my point, and then you can point out what an idiot I am. Okay. Uh, so Rusev has this fiery hot tag, but then Nakamura comes back. Uh, Jeff takes out Joe, and then Nakamura's going to do the Kinshasa, but Rusev hits a super kick and wins. The match the kick, yeah. Now, I, that, of course, they're, they're in the feud, so I would have preferred to have had Rusev beat someone else. Like, Rusev beat oh, I uh, think Joe. I, I don't mind beating the champion in a tag match to, sure. s- to set up you getting a singles opportunity then, a championship opportunity to, uh, for that title. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you, want, do you want to read what your note says? What I've read here, what I've written here is I would have had Rusev beat Randy. 
But of course what I meant was Joe. Yeah. Your notes are a, a cacophony of nonsense. I think I was making coffee. <laughs> then we got Miz and Shane backstage. Uh, Shane McMahon comes up and confronts Randy Orton. <laughs> to, <laughs> confronts the Miz uh, backstage. You know, for like, why did you get those guys to attack me, buddy? And Miz tugs at the heartstrings here. Like, Miz did a very good puppy dog eye performance. This is the I first time that Miz felt like he was actually turning babyface. Mm. He said that he really wants to be a tag team with him, Shane. Uh, I've never been called the best in the world before, but when we won that trophy, I was. And he extends his hand for a handshake, but Shane just walks away. Like a heel. Yeah, and usually you would have the camera go in on Miz and Miz would go from the sad face to the, I'm going to get your face. But this one, he just looked, yeah, just looked like a, a, a beaten up puppy. Just sad. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then AJ Styles said he's going to win at TLC. Yeah, we also got another uh, promo for Lark Sullivan, who is mm. lasting. Lurking Sullivan. So, yeah, I thought this was a totally solid show. Yeah, completely um, agree. I, I, I mean, yeah, smack bang in the middle for me. I I mean, I don't... I'm, I'm really happy that people can be very pleased by stuff if they're going away thinking, well, that's a smack damn. That was a five out of five flawless show w- with at least three... Fantastic all-time great segments. Yeah. I'm happy that there are people out there who can watch this episode and be that happy. Well, I think that going by this past year, the way that the the wrestling community are online is that Raw can never do right. And if it does do something modically right, it's a fine show. It's an average Mm. show. But SmackDown can do no wrong. So when when SmackDown puts on an average show, it's the best show ever. So... I thought it was, yeah, smack bang. I gave it a high smack bang in the middle or a low smack-tastic. Take your pick. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a, a very, very solid, solid show. Mm. And I'm excited for TLC. Maybe not the Randy Ray match, but I am excited for the, the the three-way for the tag titles. I'm excited for the triple threat for the women's side. And I'm excited for AJ Bryan. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of matches on there. I've been kind of. Uh, I keep saying I was going to read this email out, so I'm finally going to get around to doing it. This is a. And we've got to. We're out of time. <laughs> we've got to go. <laughs> this is from uh, the Assange, uh, who does sign off his email saying, "I do have a real name, but I prefer to go by my unpronounceable alias on the internet." Uh, so this is a Wrestle Talk Get Better. Hello, Luke. Sorry for the long message. This is something that I really wanted you guys to read. I'd be honored if you could read this out in the podcast, but if it's too long, that's fine. I just wanted to, you guys to know that uh, how much you've helped me in the last years and to thank you for all the great work you've done. So here it says, Hello, Luke, and possibly Ollie slash Laurie, since Luke's the only one on all the podcasts. Sorry about that, folks. It's true. Well, Ollie just hates NXT and just thinks it's a smelly product full of losers and doesn't want to be doesn't want to be associated with it. Call me Ollie Takeover. <laughs> just comes in here and then pretends. He literally sits down and goes like, All right, guys, what happens uh, on the NXT shows? So I know what, like, when I do the NXT review, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Hey, it still beat you. <laughs> in the Wrestle League yeah I know but our lady partners also beat us whenever they do their predictions maybe that's the key to it you just but don't watch they? wrestling would they over systematic months that's the point of the Wrestle League to take out chance we did forget a, an addition to the Wrestle League when we were going through like all the pay views are going to be happening before the Rumble uh, NXT TakeOver Blackpool right NXT UK is that's in January yeah 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 like January 12th or something I think mm. we're going to go to it aren't we are we it's in Blackpool that's a that's far away. Well, I know. We're going to make a weekend of it. Are we? Well, I thought that's what we talked about. Yeah. Go up on the Saturday, enjoy TakeOver, then do the tapings on the Sunday. Fun weekend away, mate. Why do you come up with these things? We had a conversation oh, about it when it was announced. Wow. When it was announced, we literally had a conversation about going. Because we've got people that might be able to get us connected. I think that might have been like, oh, that would be nice. I would ne- If I ever say, oh, that would be fun, I wouldn't I wouldn't schedule that in oh, <laughs> until, I, until I actually go... Till I, yeah, yeah, think about it. <laughs> well, I, I think we should, but that's just me. Anyway, back to the, the Assange's email. This is more of a WrestleTalk Get Better, but I really wanted to thank you guys for all your incredible work over the last years and tell you how it helped me. I discovered this channel about two years ago when it had around 10,000 subscribers and every episode started that's with... incorrect. Already? Two years ago. Mm. No, we two. had... No, we had like a hundred. Oh, yeah, 000. I was going to say. I think when I joined you, you were at three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Th- th- that's not to take anything away. Well, hey, 
here is where it is. Maybe he's just misspoke here because uh, every episode started with a buck a month. That's all we ask. <laughs> that was well before my time, uh, which really turned me away from first glance. Back then, I'd just finished school, brackets, Germany, and had gone to study psychology in the Netherlands. That's where Peter Pan's from. However, since this is a really bad time for me, I just turned 18. I was incredibly afraid of other people, and I hated my university, my roommates, my former friends, because at this time, I only had about two and my life in general. Hmm. Sorry if I, it, that doesn't quite come across as how you meant it, but uh, I, I did read that verbatim. Uh, towards the end of the year, it got worse and worse since I got rejected by multiple girls that I liked and the only friend that I had in university dropped out. I spent my New Year's Eve of 2016 into 2017 crying for over two hours and at one point I even found myself holding a knife and just staring at it, Ooh. thinking about what to do next and it would be easier to end it all. These thoughts stayed and worsened over the year, the course of January and February until one day I really, uh, uh, I really needed, something to, uh, needed something to change. Sorry, paragraphs, mate. Uh, the next day, I talked to my family about these you issues. You can't correct someone's grammar in the same breath as them saying they, they contemplated suicide. But we know it gets better. So okay, yeah, okay. That, that, that was my mindset. This is the, you're working him over. Exactly. There was a hope spot. There was a hope, yeah, yeah we get to the hope spot. Uh, the next day, I uh, next day, I talked to my family about these issues I was having in the course of the month. I dropped out of university and started applications for the German police in all the different states and started training for the test. That was around the time of the first ever Wrestle Ramble with the WrestleMania 33 predictions mm. got uploaded and I started was watching and listening religiously. I continued to get better and better and towards the end of the year one week away from my first physical evaluation for the police department I got the message that my right eye had worsened in visual power and that I only had 10% in contrast to my left eye oh, wow. that's without a flaw and that was the difference I could never be accepted into the training man that sucks my um, um wife her friend was trying to get out of working in TV that's where my wife works in and she had just decided I'm done with being uh, in TV now I'm, I'm going to go and do something else so she went to a um, training for, to be an air stewardess because that's what she always wanted to do she always wanted to be an air stewardess she went down there spent the whole day getting ready at Heathrow I believe it was at Heathrow and the first thing they have you do is they have you hold on to the top of the thing and then reach out for something else and she was just slightly too short to reach it. And they were like, we cannot accept you. You cannot, you cannot proceed any further. You are not tall enough to be on this ride. Exactly. Unless you could do that motion, then that was it. You were just like, that was it. Your whole day's over. Wow. Yeah, man. So, I, yeah, it sucks when there's just like there's slightly one thing that just means that you can't do the, the thing that you wanted to do. I'm like that with the Olympics. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. just miss out on every, every year. discipline. Yeah, yeah. Every well, it's because I'm waiting for them to do Street Fighter at the Olympics, and then like my training, Kenny Omega can do it. For my, you. my training will finally pay off. Um, for some reason, though, back to the email. For some reason, though, it didn't bother me at all. One week later, I was at uh, what is now my university and delivered my application to study a course as an English and hmm, pedagogy teacher. Pedago pe pedagogy, pedagogy is, is um, the, the the study of learning. Really, it's, it's how you teach, pe like a pedagogy. Yeah, I've I can't say it. I've never heard that word before. Mm. Every day is a school day. And it literally will be for you as well, by the looks <laughs> of this. I'm now in my second semester, and so far I've passed all of my courses and I'm just really happy. Also back on New Year's Eve 2017 into 2018 the girl that used to be my friend at my old university invited me over to her New Year's New Year's Eve party where I got to know her best friend who has Ooh. now been my lady partner for nine months Yes. And even though she sometimes really hates Ollie, she's the greatest person I've ever met. So, what? <laughs> so thank you. How can I factor into this? Well it's because you're not on every podcast. I hope I hope that's the reason. Yeah, so thank you guys. Throughout these years, every time I come back to the hard day at work, when I've been dealt a setback, or even when I'm simply just not feeling well, I can always count on one or two WrestleTalk videos being there for me, cheering me up and distracting me from all the crap that was going on. I'm now really proud to be a pledge hammer and giving you something back for all the great things you've given me. Thank you so much. Sincerely, Assange. I do have a real name, but I prefer to go by my unpronounceable alias on the internet. Well, thank you so much for your get better. Thank Thank you so much for your letter it's lovely i i great great stuff that you've improved and that your life's in a better place now to me though i just hear i didn't like patreon and now i like patreon which means we've converted you <laughs> to giving us money which is the best that's the best possible outcome for us it's an upsell it? it's an upsell yeah, it's an upsell yeah even if his lady partner uh quote hates you mm, yeah. yeah just uh don't 
don't forget that we are the cause of everything that's gone right for you. <laughs> that is, that's the worst thing you could do. To ditch us would be to sabotage your own life now, I think. Because we, I mean, I'm taking not full credit, but about 90% credit for Assange's incredible journey there. I might take 2% of yeah. uh, I think that's that. fair. Yeah, I think that's fair, yeah. yeah. I do so little around here. Like, I, do, mm. I think that's, just, that's a good number. Um, and lastly, to round off this podcast, let's have some bad jokes or just some jokes. Maybe they'll get some laughs out of Ollie Davis. First up from Mark Ferguson. Hi, Luke, Ollie, and the trustworthy one, El Fakador. I've been a listener constantly for a year now and love the consistently great content. Get that, um, uh, get out of that one, Luke. I said you're consistently great. Wanted to email you now for a while with some crap jokes, but this is uh, just about getting around to it. I'll also be emailing you my Rusev Hey soon as well. So these range from the style of uh, style of jokes to these range from your style of jokes to ollie's um right so, so some of that some of them i'm not sure i'm going to be able to read out on <laughs> this family friendly podcast um also can, one you, of, can you test the test the rim as it were well can is, is, really that, is push, that one of the jokes <laughs> can you really push the rim and see push what's, the boundaries you're... what like what's the what's the nastiest joke you can get away with saying on this show I think it's just like there are some of them that I've read out where I'm like, I really wish I hadn't read that okay, out. Or I've okay. read them out and I was like, I really wish I'd edited that off mm. the podcast. Um, they, were, they were the ones that made you laugh, which is why I've kept them in. So I might just stick to the the, 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 the nicer side of this. Okay, okay. okay. So one of these is a kind of a punchline we've already had before. But what happened when two cheese, uh, t- two cheese trucks collided? Debris was everywhere. What kind of underwear do long distance runners wear? Marathons. Um, so there's an actual because I've been looking into this mm-hmm. uh, because because oh my god this is a story for another day my friend ran a half marathon and he went to the toilet afterwards and his penis was bleeding because oh of all the chafing this is not a story I want to hear ah oh, and he said it's because because he was running commando I said what the hell did you think was going to happen not a horse <laughs> and he's uh, he's got runderwear. <laughs> And I thought, well, that is a great brand name. That is How has it taken so us good. to this point for someone to come up with that? Mm. Come on now. Uh, back to these jokes. Why do cows have hooves instead of feet? Because they lack toes. <laughs> there you go. That got him. Uh, and what kind of apples grow on trees? All of them. Nothing out of the end of that one. I thought that I thought that last one might get you. I also like the marathon joke. I thought that was quite a good one. Although run the wears better. Um, and lastly, Christopher Jenkins. He's the one who. Leroy Jenkins. That's the one. Extra props if Ollie tells the first one to his lady partner. What did the drummer name his two daughters? Anna one, Anna two. Very funny. Yep. Uh, two goldfish are I'm in so, it. I feel like I have to laugh at these because the last time we. We accidentally <laughs> offended Jenkins despite doing nothing wrong, and he got the complete wrong end of the stick. He went off on us. Well, I'll tell you what, man. <coughs> in another side of that, someone had sent us in a poetry corner and then sent me a tweet saying, like, are you going to read out my uh, poetry corner that I sent you? And I was like, oh, I, we already read it out in the podcast. And he was like, aha, to the archives. Then tweeted me back today saying, like, I've listened to every episode. You haven't read it out. Ooh. I went back three episodes and I found it. And I emailed us a message and was like, it's on this podcast, probably around this point here. Take that. He sent in another one, though, so we're going to read that out on uh, the Saturday show. It's not an NXT-based one, so I'm going to save it for another show. I'm a... Uh, uh, last thing, because we need to wrap this up, but I'm uh, I'm doing a, a live poetry reading on Friday in front of people. No! Are you really? <laughs> I am, yeah. Do you want to read this poem? Um, oh, you got your own one. Not now. Uh, no, I've got two. I've got two which made someone cry on Monday. No way. Yeah, I went serious. Holy heckins. But then the other one is uh, horrendously explicit. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just kind of like a joke one, but I think it's very funny. But I am worried that if it doesn't go down well, I might not be welcome back anywhere ever again. (laughs) I'll let Uh, you know how it goes next week. Well, okay, which means then the Saturday show... Granted, it will have gone out 
after your live performance, but you and I are going to do a test run, and you're going to read a lot of our Poetry Corner submissions. Okay. Or, uh, okay. How many Poetry Corner submissions we've got? We've got three. So okay, you're going to be re- warm up. Apparently, I read too fast because I'm used to doing the news, <laughs> and you shouldn't do that with po- you shouldn't yell poetry at people. Yes, uh, including your one, Jared. So we're going to be reading that out on the next one, which is about Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio's feud. So lastly, uh, back to Leroy Jenkins. Two goldfish are in a tank. One says to the other, "Do you know how to drive this thing?" tank right okay yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. that's all we've got time for on this show we'll be back uh tomorrow with the nxt review myself and laurie blake uh, and then we'll be back on friday with the prediction show for tlc and then we'll be back on saturday for the magazine show then on monday for the tlc review and then the raw and smackdown stuff and then we've got a whole host of content going up over the festive period take care i love you goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.